All right. So let's finish this off, this epically long recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, with uh, the artifacts and uh, the couple of lands there in the set. Yep. So we're starting off with Bladed Sentinel. Blade Sentinel is an artifact creature construct at common. It costs four for a two four, and it has an activated ability pay white, and Blade Sentinel gains vigilance until end of turn. Uh, solid limited card. Yeah, I'm okay with it limited. And constructed, eh. But nah. limited, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, you go next. <laughs> um, yeah. Up next, we got Blightsteel Colossus. Um, it's an artifact creature, Golem. It's a <laughs> mythic rare. 12 mana for an 11-11. Trample, infect, indestructible. If it be put into a graveyard from anywhere, reveal it, shuffle it into your library. I'm meh on it. Really? There's a lot of... Well, first of all, um, there's a, you can find a whole lot of things online about ver- what various people think about it. Whether it's you know a good card, bad card, whether it's a design hack job, whether you know it's poorly designed, all sorts of stuff. I'm just sort of meh on it for no other reason than an eleven eleven trample infect. It sort of breaks the whole infect thing where they're like you know small. <laughs> yeah, but he costs twelve. Do you think anyone's actually going to hard cast him? No, I don't plan on it. I've got my own ideas, especially right. now that we have Master's Call. Right. And Shape New finds a home in a deck. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> nobody is going to hardcast him. And really, it's just one of those cards that, <clears throat> if anything, and constructed, I find annoying and don't really want to play against. I think this guy is unplayable and limited. Let me just state that. Let me just well, throw that out there. Yeah. Well, and maybe, maybe not, now that I think about it. I'm trying to think of how many times I've had 12 mana. <laughs> right. More times than I'd like, actually. Right. I mean, Unlimited, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you'll run up against him eventually. And he wins. You put him down and he wins. Oh, and what if they revoke existence? Well, I don't like issue. this guy in Limited. <laughs> well, that's, that's the other issue. Um, I think he's a creature... That doesn't really fulfill the creature role. Because really, how many times are you going to actually attack with this guy? Once. Are you? You drop him, and either they... And first of all, you're waiting a turn, right? So he's like, you drop him, and he wins in one turn. And so they're either going to scoop to him, or they have an answer for him. And he won't get to attack anyway. Yeah, but see, I don't have a problem with that. You know why? Because we're already in a format that runs Emrakul. So, right. so I mean, how many times has Emrakul gotten to attack? Unless your opponent's one of those type of people that's like, well, I'll wait for the swing. Right. But, and I that's, mean... That's the other point. We already have Emrakul. Do we really need... Uh, I, that I, side, I side with Mark Ro- Rosewater on this one. Because you're okay? <laughs> Which is? Well, that they wanted... From a flavor standpoint, they wanted to show the impact of uh, Phyrexians take over a Mirrodin, and the best way to do that was to take a very iconic Mirrodin creature and make it infect. Yeah, I don't buy that. No, you don't? No, because, first of all, they've already implied that with Karn through the flavor text. Um, they already have Glissa. You know, I, I just think 
the only thing this does is gives you something good to play against when somebody drops their Dark Steel Colossus. And you're like, whatever, I got a Blight Steel Colossus. Not a big deal. Well, I don't plan on ever playing against anyone's Dark, Blight, uh, Dark Steel Colossus. Right. So. I, I just don't think the card needed to be printed. I'm fine with it. So, um, you, know what, you know what? I all right. Here's here. We'll 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 make a prediction right now. I okay. say, as far as high level competitive play, Blightsteel Colossus sees no success. I see Blightsteel Colossus in any deck that runs ever cool. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. And really, I see that it's probably going to get potentially. Like, cards that didn't really have a lot of play before will get more. Like, Kuldotha Forge Master. I definitely think Kuldotha Forge Master has, uh, has something to do. But at the same time, it uh, could, you know that combo is a lot easier to disrupt. Right. And really, the last thing I want to deal with is somebody summoning trapping um, into this guy. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, not not fun. And that's the key part, is when they keep printing cards like this, where you're like, well, shit, it makes the game less fun. That might be fine if you're a PTQ grinder or a pro player, but if you're an FNM and some guy, you know, does like turn four, you know, mana ramps into a summoning trap to a Blightsteel Colossus, at that point, you just want to punch him in the face. But there's answers for this guy. Like what? Uh, will revoke existence, right? Which is already seeing a lot of tournament sideboard play. True. Uh, this makes dispense justice pretty good. <laughs> I mean, really, like that that hasn't right, seen any constructed play, but if you it, got a blight steel and they got three you know, uh, mana up, one of them white, you're just gonna be like, yeah, I'll just attack with my blight steel by himself. Well, but decks that run Amicole and stuff like that, it's not like they're pumping out a lot of creatures that they can swing with more than one. Right. I, I just think that it's the latest in a long line of you know big-end creatures that don't help the game as a hobby. Oh, I think it helps the game as a hobby. And let me tell you why. You take any, like, any noob sitting around at that pre-release... They were excited by this guy. Yes, but any person that's been playing for a relative amount of time, uh, not so. Well, then don't be excited. Yeah, and I'm definitely not excited about him. I'm, I'm like, I'm not excited by him either. But I'm, I'm fine with him. Like, I have no beef. The blight and I've got no beef. <laughs> okay. Let's anyway, let's move on from this let's guy. Move on. Uh, Bone horde. Cost four. It's an artifact equipment at rare. This is the one that I was talking about uh, before we broke. Uh, living weapon. And equipped creature gets plus X, plus X, where X is the number of creature cards in all graveyards. And it's equipped two. Uh, uh, I think this is a solid card, really. Like I, I would have no problem first picking this, especially as it keeps my options open. And uh, you know, it's fine early game, I think, and in late game, it's just even better. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, all in all, 
in many ways, in many ways, this is a fine card to not even equip to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So solid. Um, moving on from that, we got Brass Squire. It's a mirror. One three three mana. Tap. Attach target equipment you control to target creature you control. It can be good if you got if you got the right cards. If you've got uh, like I. I saw somebody running this in their deck because they pulled an Argentum armor, and I think that's the right choice. Yeah, I mean it's it's solid. I mean, and it's instant speed equipment. So you attack in, they block your guy with an equipment with the equipment attached to him. You got somebody else unblocked. You tap this guy, move it over, call it a day. All right, uh, Copper Carapace. It costs one. It's an artifact equipment at common. Equip creature gets plus two, plus two, and can't block, and it equips for three. Uh, I'm not very high on this card. No, I'm really not either. Um, I I saw a lot of people playing it, but uh, it just it was still on a, very unimpressive to me. Right. So. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but nothing exciting. I think I think you want to put it on your plague stinger. Yeah. Um, after that, we got Core Prowler. Four mana for a 2-2 artifact creature with Infect. When it's put into the graveyard from the battlefield, proliferate. Uh, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, I, li- I like him too. He can get in there to do damage, and uh, he can get that last shot in when he goes to the graveyard. So, yeah, I like him. Yeah, it's good. Uh, all right, Dark Steel Plate. Uh, here's a rare that I had in my draft. Uh, it costs three. It's an artifact equipment at rare. Uh, dark steel plate is indestructible. Equipped creature is indestructible, and it equips for two. Now, John Anderson, pop quiz. What's up? What was my favorite creature to put dark steel plate on? Hmm. Was it your cryptoplasm? Nope. Oh, really? Um, what was your favorite creature to put it on? Vidalcan Anatomist. <laughs> oh, good call. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was I put it on Vidalcan Anatomist, like, beginning of a game and never moved it. I'm like, my cryptoplasms can die. I don't care. My Vidalcan Anatomist will live. Yeah, it's a good. I got one in a prize pack. So, I mean, it's interesting. Probably won't see any constructed play, but it will go in my commander deck. So. Right now. I mean, because my commander deck, which I don't know if I've talked about too much on here, um, it's a heavy equipment base with Kemba, Kyle Regent, as my general. So, okay, okay. Yeah, solid in that. Um, up next, we got Decimator Web. We got It's rare, four mana. You can pay for tap. Target opponent loses two life, gets a poison counter, then puts the top six cards of his or her graveyard into their library. Uh, this card is awesome. Awesome and limited, horrible and constructed. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I like it for the flavor. I mean, Decimator Web, you know, to, if you get down to the brass tacks of grammar, to decimate means to reduce by 10%. So you're doing that. You're giving them a... Each time you activate it, you they lose by 10% more. But in constructed, you're talking 40 mana to kill them. Well, in, in constructed, they... They like more than 10%. Right. It's just not. Uh, I don't think it's going to see any um, constructed play. In Limited, it's definitely a first pick card. Oh, yeah. Limited. And, uh, yeah, it, I played with it and against it, and it, uh, like, 
with it, I felt like I couldn't lose <laughs> against it. I, I've got a story that I'm going to save for next week, and okay. um, it's uh, it's pretty sweet. I'm pretty much going to tell the the whole story of that game where I where I won by taking the dude's artifact <laughs> for the metalcraft. Excellent. Uh, but he had Decimator Web, and it was very very like I was. I was on tilt with that card. So, uh, yeah, very, very good card. Uh, next up, we've got Drost Ripper. He's a 3-3 for 4, which is decent. Uh, artifact creature at common. And for 2 and a black, Drost Ripper gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Uh, he's solid to me. I'd, I'd pick him. I'd play him. Yeah, um... Decent. Four even without even without his ability, I I have no problem with four mana three threes. Right. Yeah. He's he's fine. I'd play him. Yeah. So up next we got Flare Husk. It's a equipment one mana, living weapon. Um, equipped creature gets plus one plus one. Equip cost of two. Uh, so this is the uh, what Le- Leonin Scimitar of the set. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fine. I'd, yeah. I'd play it. Yeah, I was I was fine I was fine playing this. You know, I'd consider playing it in constructed also. So yeah, in the right deck, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Gus Skimmer. Uh, he costs two for a two-one artifact creature insect at common, and you can pay one blue to give him flying until end of turn. Uh, another card that I played quite a bit of and. Uh, was had no no problems with. Yep, it's a pretty solid card. Yeah. Um, after that, we got Hexplate Golem. It's a Golem for seven mana. It's five seven. That's all it does. It sucks. Yeah, pretty much. There's all no right. to spend seven mana on. Yeah, it's pretty much unplayable. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we've got Icker Wellspring. It costs two. It's an artifact common. When Icar Wellspring enters the battlefield or is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, draw a card. I like it. Yeah, it's good. The problem you'll have is the getting it into the graveyard. But nah, not th- not not in any deck that I would put it in. Right. There's plenty of sacrifice artifact abilities that you can just drop it on. Yeah. I mean, you so. can proliferate with Throne of Geth using it. I mean, you can sacrifice it to your Fervor. There's all kinds of stuff. Yep, it's great. So. Okay. Um, up next, we have Knowledge Pool. <laughs> I love this card just for the headaches. It's six mana for a rare. It has imprint. When it enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top three cards of his or her library. Then, whenever a player casts a spell from their hand, that player exiles it. If they do, they may cast another non-land card exiled with the Knowledge Pool without paying them cards mana cost. That could so, be yours or your opponent's card. Right, yeah. So, when you play it, <laughs> you exile three. You're like, okay, so there's six cards in the knowledge pool, essentially. Every time you cast a spell, that is added to the pool. And then you can cast another one that has been exiled. So, the pool just sort of keeps uh, growing and whatnot. Um, honestly, the best thing I can say about this card is go online and read the fact about it. Because it can be sort of confusing. Um, in limited, I don't even know. I would, I would not. 
No, no, no. I I would not play this card in limited. In fact, no. I opened it in my sealed on on the in the second sealed that I played in, and I just went ahead and set it with my tokens and land and stuff and forgot about it because yeah. I was like, this is not playable. It's a little too chaotic for limited. Yeah, and I definitely not... think it's definitely a card you could hold around and have. <laughs> and it costs six. Ugh. True. So, yeah, um, that's the knowledge pool. Go online, read the FAQ. Now, on to an uncommon that I would definitely play in Limited. In fact, I did. Uh, Lumen Grid Gargoyle. Cost 6 for a 4-4 flyer. It's a artifact creature gargoyle at uncommon. Solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah. No constructed application, but no. solid. solid and limited. Um, up next, we got Magnetic Mine. 4 mana. Whenever another artifact is put into the... It's a rare. Whenever another artifact is put into the graveyard from the battlefield... Magnetic Mind deals two damage to that artifact's controller. Uh, in limited, the only time I would really like this card is if I was playing like an infect deck with no artifacts. Yeah, it's not that good. It's and I don't think it's going to be a lot of constructive. It's play. only it's only good in the right it's only good in the right deck as far as as far as like the uh, as far as limited. And it's only really good and constructed if your opponent has a lot of artifacts. Well, you could do like some kitschy stuff with. Yeah, you could do like li- liquid metal coating. Yeah, yeah, like that sort of thing. But <coughs> other than that, uh, next up we've got Mirror Works. <coughs> it costs five for an artifact at rare. Whenever another non-token artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. If you do, put a token that's a copy of that artifact onto the battlefield. Oh, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Helps out any deck it goes in, really. Yeah, I'll play a Tumble Magnet. No, I'll play two. Right. Ooh, so, I like that. Definitely good. Um, I think I'll see a small amount of constructive play. Again, like most rares, it's a bad <laughs> So... Um, up next, we have Mortar Pod. Two mana, equipment, living weapon. Equipped creature gets plus zero, plus one, and has sacrificed this creature. This creature deals one damage to target creature or player. Equip two. All right, this is a card that if we would have done the set review before pre-release, right. I would have had a completely different thing to say about it. Uh, this card is actually good. I had no yeah. idea that it was good, but it is I think good. so. If nothing else, it's... Two mana for uh, one, you know, direct damage. It, well, exactly, and I got blown out by this in a big bad way where, uh, you know, a dude was just, he just had a bunch of, like, he had, like, Master's Call and things like that, and he was just destroying my guys. I mean, even my even my beloved uh, Vidalcan Anatomist was prone to this, as he's just like, I'll equip to this token, deal one to it. Now I'll equip to the other token, deal one to it. Right. So, oh, yeah, it's, cool. it's decent. It's good. <laughs> good. And, yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, next up is Mirsire. It's two for a 1-1. One, one. Blah. Artifact creature Mir at common. But, when Mirsire is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a 1-1 one, one colorless Mir artifact creature token onto the battlefield. John Anderson. Yes. What card do you want to play with Mirsire? Mirror works. Besides mirror works. Um, how about mortar pod? That's right. 
<laughs> Mortipod and Mirsar are pretty damn good together. So is, uh, oddly enough, Barrage Ogre from Scarlet Um, No, it's a decent card. I mean, two mana for a 1-1, one, one, so it's like a mana mirror. But it replaces itself when it dies. If you've got things to, to use with this guy, I think he, I think he's solid. Uh, maybe I'm. I mean, if I'm running short on playables or getting my artifact count up for a metalcraft deck, definitely play him. But yeah. Um, up next, we got Mirror Turbine. Five mana. It's a rare. Tap it. Put a one-one colorless mirror artifact onto the battlefield. Tap it along with five untapped mirror you control. Search your library for a mirror creature card, put it on the, onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. Solid. Solid. Honestly, yeah. it's the, hey, I'll play this, and then get a mirror battle sphere. Yep. Um, on top of that, the only downside to it, I wish it was tribal. I wish it was a mirror artifact. Oh, so that you could use the uh, mirror reservoir to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I can't agree with that. But, I mean, the obvious is um, that would make it too good with Mirror Galvanizer. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Um, but you know what it's still good with? What's that? Mirror Welder. <laughs> uh, Mirror Welder is, costs three for an artifact creature Mirror at rare. He's a 1-4. He's got Imprint. Tap him, exile target artifact card from a graveyard. Mirror Welder has all activated abilities of all cards exiled with it. So you could essentially turn him into a mirror generator or any number of artifact things that artifacts do. Right, yeah. So He could be a decimator web. Walk. Right, he, he can be whatever you want him to be as long as it's, say, activated ability. Yep, and it's from a graveyard, so that includes your opponent's graveyard as well. Right. I, think, I think he's solid. I think so, too. Um, up next, we got Peace Strider. Construct, uncommon, four mana, three, three. When it enters the battlefield, gain three life. Uh, we've seen this one for a while because it was yep. one of the game day things. Not too much uh, to say about him. Uh, he's definitely playable. I don't even care about the life gain, uh, but for again, four mana for a three, three, sure. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got Phyrexian Digester. He costs three for a common artifact creature construct. He's a 2-1 with infect. Eh. Yeah. Eh. If you if you if you need to get your if you need an infect creature, you know, you you play him, but Right. Um Then we got the Frixian Juggernaut. Six mana, five five, infect, attacks each turn of fable, uncommon. I got to play with this guy, and you know, it's actually a fair amount of fun. You're like, uh, I got some couple mana mirrors and some land. I'll drop this guy and see what happens. I uh, I only played against this guy once. I never played with him. Right. Uh, he never got to attack me because I just uh, kept tapping him down, putting negative one, negative one counters on him. Um, my only complaint with the Phyrexian Juggernaut is that I feel like they're trying to make a, obviously, a corrupted version of the classic Juggernaut. Right? You, you'd agree with that? Okay, sure. Yes, no? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. If so, comparing it to the design job they did on Blightsteel Colossus, they got everything wrong on Frixian Juggernaut. Because with BSC, they added one mana, added Infect, called it a day. With comparing that to... Uh, Phyrexian Juggernaut to the real Juggernaut, 
you're looking at two more mana. It um, keeps the it gets infect. It keeps the attacks each turn of fable, and loses the can't be blocked by walls. The original was a five three. This is a five five. Well, I, like I wasn't thinking that far back. Like it, I I was thinking more of like the uh, dark steel juggernaut. Uh, from Scars of Mirrodin, which cost five, and his power and toughness were equal to the number of uh, artifacts you control. Right. It was indestructible and attacked each turn. It right. seems it seems like more more of a uh, play on that. Well, it's yeah. not indestructible, and it doesn't have variable power and toughness. No, but but it, they they took out indestructible to give it infect instead. Uh, See, and, I, I wouldn't have. You know, questions like this. If and they, they gave it, they gave it one more mana, but they reduced it in rarity. Right. Well, all I'm saying is, if they're calling, you know, design blood shenanigans on Lightsteel Colossus, they need to keep that kind of stuff, you know, solid throughout the entire design process. Well, they can't do that. Look at how it blew up in their face with Lightsteel Colossus. Right. Well, I think maybe if they would have done a more consistent job across the board, there'd be less of a problem. Why don't you go work in magic design? Uh, yeah, that's not going to fly. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Phyrexian <laughs> Revoker. Cost 2 for a 2-1 artifact creature horror at rare. As Phyrexian Revoker enters the battlefield, name a non-land card. Activated abilities of sources with the chosen name can't be activated. Um, I like it. I like him. You know why? Pay 2 mana, say Jace the Mind Sculpture, pass the turn. Yeah, I like it. I'm all for it. Yep. Um, up next, we got Pierce Strider. 3-3, three, three, 4 mana, Construct, enters the battlefield, target opponent loses 3 life. Again, we've seen this one for a while now. Here's the yeah. day card. Yeah, the only thing I can say about him, uh, he's strictly better than Pierce Strider. I completely agree with that. Okay. Uh, next <laughs> up, we've got uh, Piston Sledge. Uh, it costs 3 for an artifact equipment. When Piston Sledge enters... Oh, it's an uncommon. When Piston yep. Sledge enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. That is awesome. Equip creature gets plus three, plus one. Awesome times two. Equip, sack an artifact. This card, awesome. This um, card can either blow, blow you out or blow out your opponent. One or the I, other is going to happen with this guy. I got one in my pool. I put it in my deck, and every time it went like this. I have Etch Champion on the field. Oh, I play Piston Sludge. Put it on the Etch Champion. I have Metalcraft. You have no artifact creatures. I attack for five, and it's not going to be blocked. Okay. Uh, I played against Piston Sludge twice, and both times I was able to remove the creature that was attached to it, and then remove every artifact but Piston Sludge. <laughs> Um, and that was how I played against it. <laughs> I never had to re-equip it, and I think if I had to, I probably wouldn't have. But it's it's a good card. Oh, and I got so many people with their stuff, man, where they were like, because, like I said, I play blue. And what does blue do? Blue bounces. So it was like they I was making them sack their artifact to equip it, and then I was like, oh, bounce the creature you're equipping it to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Um, yeah. I don't know how much constructed play it'll see, but it's it's fun. Um, up next, we got Plague Mirror. One one. It's a mirror, two mana. You can tap it to add a colorless, and it has infect. 
Uh, a lot of these guys. Now this is uh, because uh, this was in my sealed deck with the Tezzeret. Right. And uh, it was amazing that my poison cards in my blue red Phyrexian deck was Plague Mirror, uh, Corrupted Conscience, and Decimator Web. Nice. So did you just turn this guy into a 5-5 five, five and run him across for 5 I poison? could not believe how many matches... <laughs> yes, I could not believe how many matches I won by Poison by just doing as much damage as I could with Plague Mirror and then Decimator Webbing for the win in Poison. Yeah. Um, he... I, I Like I said, I played against a lot of Plague Mirrors. I don't really think they had that much more impact than a regular Mana Mirror. Well, no. I mean, yeah, I... Well, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's yeah. It's no just problem. another mana accelerator. Uh, I kind of like these got infects. So if you do have to chump block over them, you get that little extra bit. But um, other than that, I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Psychosis Crawler. Cost five for an artifact creature horror at rare. Psychosis Crawler's power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your hand. And whenever you draw a card, each opponent loses one life. Uh, constructed play, yes or no? Um, yes, in the right deck. Yeah, I I don't think he's very I don't think he's nearly as good in limited, but I think I think that he's the type of guy I would like to have in my yeah, yeah you put him you in know, with the with the Sphinx yeah you put him in with the the, the the Sphinx the Temple Bells and the uh, you know the the Vencer's Journal and that green card for eight mana. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll see some constructive play. So up next we got Razorfield Rhino. It's a Rhino, four four six mana, uh, Metalcraft plus two plus two. Yeah, uh, like, I had two. I had two of them in my pool. Didn't play either of them. Yeah, uh, not very good. Yeah, it's just eh. All right, next up we had uh, Rusted Slasher. Cost four for a four one artifact creature horror at common. Sacrifice an artifact, regenerate Rusted Slasher. Um, as much as I love three ones, I never played this guy. <laughs> you know, it's it really depends that one on what extra man just really just put him out for me. Yeah, well, four mana and his regenerate really depends on what you have to sack. Sometimes it can work out for you. Yeah, I just you know, there's no there's no chance that I'm uh, like you never know if you're gonna have your your uh, Acre Wellspring when when this guy's on the field too. Well, so not even that. Like if you have like. You know, <laughs> Random mana mirrors, or whatever. Obviously, this guy's a. Big I don't know about you, but one thing I noticed playing over the weekend was that mana mirrors were a lot less common than they usually are. I had four in my pool. Um, I had I had one. Yeah, so that was the good part of my. And I didn't pool, see I my like, opponents playing a whole lot of them either. So. Well, I saw a lot of the the plague mirrors, but that's yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, but yeah, like I was saying about the rest of the slasher. It depends on what you're sacrificing, because if they use whatever removal spell on the Rusted Slasher to try to get him out, and you regenerate him with a less favorable target for them, then you're coming out ahead. But here's the thing with regenerating this set. like how's Ru- Rusted Slasher is most likely going to die to a negative one, negative one counter. True. And, that and you're, you're, you tapped out for four to play. I just, no, I don't yeah. like it. No, well, up next we got Shimmer Mirror. He's a rare. He's a mirror. He's a two-two, three mana. Flash. 
and are, you may cast artifact cards as though they had flash. Uh, I actually had this guy, and yeah. I didn't play him. I'm decent. I mean, you the fact that you can cast any artifacts at instant speed, that's totally cool. Well, just the deck I was playing didn't have a whole lot of artifacts, so I was just like, eh. But I guess the fact that he has flash gives him some value. I just wasn't thinking about that. I right. probably probably could have actually played him over one of my uh, lesser creatures. Yeah, not bad. Uh, next up, we've got Shriekhorn. It costs one for an artifact at common. Uh, Shriekhorn enters the battlefield with three charge counters on it. Tap, remove a charge counter from Shriekhorn. Target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Uh, crap. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. care about this card. Yeah. Um, Play with the grind clock. Yeah, let's move on. Yep. <laughs> Next up, we got Signal Pest. One mana for an 0-1. It has Battle Cry, and it can't be blocked except by creatures with flying or reach. Well, they might as well have given it flying. Um, essentially. Except yeah. it can't block flying. I like it in the right deck. I just don't know how much play it's going to see. I don't like it. I Like, I, I didn't play it all weekend. So. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Silver Skin Armor. Cost two for an artifact equipment at uncommon. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and is an artifact in addition to its other types. Equip two. I don't like it. No, me neither. The fact I, that it becomes an artifact is actually a hindrance. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you like you're bringing this in from the sideboard uh, because your opponent's like killing you with etch champion with piston <laughs> sludge attached to it. Yeah. There's uh, no reason to. Yeah. Um, then we have Skinwing, 4 mana, Living Weapon. It gets plus 2, plus 2, and has Flying, Equip, 6. Alright, so if you don't have a Brass Squire, this thing's unplayable. Yeah, I mean, 4 mana for a 2-2 two, two Flyer is okay, but when you have to re-equip it, you're, you're done. Like, 6 yeah. mana, too much. Yeah, if you don't have a Brass Squire, pretty much you run out of 2-2 two, two Flyer, and then afterwards you're looking to sack this to something. Yeah. Alright, uh, next up we've got Sphere of the Suns, cost 2, artifact uncommon. Sphere of the Sun enters the battlefield tapped and with 3 charge counters on it. Tap, remove a charge counter from Sphere of the Suns, add 1 mana of any color to your mana pool. Um, useful. I had 1 in my pool, didn't make the cut. I was like, whatever, I got enough mana mirror. But it's a nice pseudo-replacement, really. I, uh, I played against it. And I had no problem with it being on the battlefield or my opponent using it. I was like, that's crap, man. Yeah, it's uh, exciting. But then I discovered he had Tezzeret, so that was that was the thing. But <laughs> nice. I still beat him. Yeah, so. um, it's it's okay. You can do better, and you can also do worse for Acceleration. I had to let him know that I mastered Tezzeret the day before. <laughs> I know all his weaknesses and his ins and outs, and there was no way he was going to beat me down with the Sphere of the Suns. <laughs> um, after that, we got Spin Engine. <laughs> it's a Construct, 3-1 for 3 mana. So it's in that whole sweet spot, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can pay 1 red mana. Target creature can't block Spin Engine this turn. Oh, I love this guy. Yeah, it's great. So you yeah. pay a few red, you get him through unblocked. Yeah, it, it was like, uh, you know, uh, the shop owner yesterday during the draft, because I was playing this guy in my blue deck. Right. My, well, it was blue-red. And uh, he asked me, he's like, is, has that been useful to you at all? And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. And he's like, so you've gotten a lot of damage in with it? I'm like, no. 
I'm like, what it does is it trades for better creatures that cost more. And, uh, or they spend removal on it, and I'm good with either of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So I, I was fine with it. Uh, next is Spine of Isha, the Jace Killer. Uh, it costs seven for an artifact at rare. When Spine of Isha enters the battlefield, destroy a target permanent. When Spine of Isha is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return Spine of Isha to its owner's hand. It's good. The main yes. question I have with this card, who is Isha? This yeah. is the first we've heard of him, right? Maybe he'll be in the next set. Maybe. Because this is just his spine. Right. Or maybe... If, if his spine can do this, what could the rest of him do? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But, I mean, like, it looks like... Doesn't it look like kind of like the Great Wall of China? <laughs> uh, it looks like a mountain range or a dragon skeleton. So, we'll see. But it's good. Maybe Phyrexia will resurrect saw. And it'll be Issa, the Phyrexian corrupted skeleton dragon, Dragolich. Um, so the, then we have Strandwalker. It's a equipment, five mana, living weapon. Equip creature gets plus two, plus four, and has reach. Equip four. Uh, it's a little costly, but you know what? I like it. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's one mana more for your giant spider, but being able to make other things into giant spiders are better. I'm cool with. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, it might see some constructed play. Probably not, but yeah. not bad. Next, we have a biggie. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely an instant $10 card, as uh, that's where Sword of Body and Mind has fallen to, you know, $10. Sword of Feast and Famine. It costs three for an artifact equipment, Mythic Rare. Equip creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from black and from green. And whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card, and you untap all lands you control. It equips for two. Um, it's well, it's awesome. It's a sword, right? Yeah. So I didn't see any of these at all. I opened uh, one. Oh, I hate you a little bit then. It, it, man, can you believe all the good shit I I opened a lot of good shit um, this weekend. I think it's good. I think it'll see a lot of play in both limited and constructed. Mm-hmm. Um. And I want somebody to build a Hellkite Charger deck with it. Okay. Do you, are you, do you remember the Hellkite Charger? No. From Zendikar? Mm-mm. I have four, but I don't what do they do. Um, it's a here little refresher from Zendikar. It's a 5-5 dragon for two red and four colorless. Flying haste. Um, when it attacks, you can pay five colorless and two red. If you do, untap all attacking creatures, and after this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Oh, okay. So you just throw this, throw the uh, sword on a creature that'll get through, and as long as your charger survives and something keeps doing damage with the sword, you just keep doing that and hammering them with it. Nice. Yeah. I was like, it's a little bit too much mana, but it, it'd be fun. Yeah, I, I thought that... Uh... LSV was being a little hard on this card ways, just like the abilities don't matter. He's like, well, who cares about untapping all lands you control? And I'm like, I'm like, it seems like the pros normally figure out what to do with when you untap lands. I think the issue is, is that sort of body of mind was <laughs> exceptionally better than it. Yeah, that 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 was the thing. But you know, they were, you know, and here's the thing though. 
I can't really trust the pros because the pros were pretty hard on sort of body of mind too. Right. And then they and then they start playing with it, they're like, oh, this is actually good. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's. <laughs> I think it'll stabilize at around the ten dollar mark. Yeah. But that's easy. I'll need at least one. But I mean, it's fine. I've got one. So um, up next, we got Tangle Hulk. Five mana, five three. Uh, pay two and a green. Regenerate it. Uh, just like the rest in this cycle, I'm fine with this guy. I'm fine with it. The regeneration doesn't matter. No, but I mean, he's he's Molder Beast size for yep. the same amount of mana, and he's an artifact. Sure. Yeah, not bad. Uh, next up, we've got uh, the release uh, card that you guys will get when you go uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, Thopter Assembly. Uh, it costs six for an artifact creature, Thopter, at rare. It's a 5-5 five, five with flying. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control no Thopters other than Thopter Assembly, return Thopter Assembly to its owner's hand and put five 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. It's fun. I think this guy is a limited bomb. And he can be searched up with Treasure Mage. True. Um, I think in Constructed, he'll see some kitschy play. I don't really know how how serious it'll be though. Alright. Um up next we have Titan Forge. It's a rare. Three mana. You can pay three and tap it to put a charge counter on it, or you can tap it and remove three counters to put a nine nine colorless golem artifact creature onto the battlefield. I really like this card. I got one in my pool and I put it in my deck and I got it out a lot. But the problem I had with it, specifically in limited, is you drop it on turn three or four, for the next few turns, you got better things to spend your three mana on than this guy. True. Because you're trying to keep tempo with the opponent. And if you're not doing anything other than putting counters on him, it's not going to work out. Except for one game, which it worked out like a champ for me. So I had it in my hand and I wasn't playing it because I had already learned my lesson how he doesn't really help me that much. And my opponent played one. I was like, well, that's interesting. So I played mine the next turn. And then passed the turn to him, and he activated on, activated it on his turn, and I made the better play of activating it at the end of his turn. Okay. So we, we're just going back and forth. Like, we play some small creatures, then every turn on his turn, he puts a counter on it, and then I do the same. So we build counters at the same time, but mine untaps first. So I untap mine, and then immediately tap two mana... And revoke existence his, and then put a 9-9 golem into the battlefield. Okay. And at which point I promptly won, like, a turn later. But um, it's a fun card. I think there'll be... It'll probably go in a weird proliferate deck, but just straight up, I don't think it's that good. Uh, Maybe a constructed deck that runs that uh, Vidalcan Infuser. Can you utilize no. it? No? Uh, I'd, I'd say for, for weird proliferate mechanics over the infuser. Well, maybe both. Eh, there's better. Blue is. Blue does have proliferate. There is. There's just better targets for your infuser than a Titan Forge. Like what? Uh, Lux Cannon or Everflung Chalice. Lux Cannon, Schmux Cannon. <laughs> so. Alright. Uh, next up is the completely. Unplayable training drone. 
saw a lot of these over the weekend. Didn't play any of them. A cost three for a four-four artifact creature drone at common. Oh, but he can't attack or block unless it's equipped. Uh, there's also the little subtext here that says if training drone becomes equipped, uh, you are the target of uh, turn to slag. <laughs> Um, training drone, not that good. There's a lot of weird combat tricks you can do with them if you really want to. Yeah, but you don't really want to. But you don't really want to. There's a better, better spots. But yeah, there's a lot of like this set. This little set really added a lot of good playables to the limited format. So whereas you maybe if he was in scars, you would have been trying to make him work. Now it's just like. Why even bother when there's other good things I can play instead of him? Well, it really comes down to you're not going to want to play him. But if you do, you're going to want Brass Squires. Because the key part is he can't attack or block unless he's equipped. So he only has to be equipped when you declare attackers or declare blockers. So you can attack with him, then move your equipment off to something else and call call it good. Right on. So, or you can block with them and then move your equipment off to something else. So, but yeah. Um, then the, our final artifact, we got the Viridian Claw. Two mana, equipment, equipped creature gets plus one, plus zero, and has first strike, and equip cost one. That's what you could put on your training drone for the two for one that's upcoming. Right, it's, it's solid. It's a great, great card. It's another card that Infect wants. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a it's a good equipment. I mean, it's cheap, has a cheap equip cost, and yeah, it's good. All right. Oh, here we go. Uh, the first pack of the draft. This is what I opened, and I was just like, oh, which is why I took the uh, Leonin Sky Hunter instead. I first pick. Opened one of these in my sealed pool and did not play it at all. Yeah, uh, Contested Warzone is a land. It's rare. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, that creature's controller gains control of Contested Warzone. You tap it to add one colorless mana of your mana pool, and you pay one and tap it. Attacking creatures get plus one, plus oh until end of turn. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of land that I can lose easily. Yeah, this is completely unplayable to me. Pretty much. If for some weird reason these things shoot up in price, I will unload mine at the first available opportunity. Oh, well, I will keep four and then see yeah. what happens from there. Uh, all right, it, now let's let's finish off on a really high note. Okay. Um, we're talking Ink Moth Nexus. It's a I opened one of these. It's also a rare. You can tap it to add one to your mana pool. Mm-hmm. Or you can pay one, and it becomes a 1-1 Blink Moth artifact creature with flying and infect. That's still a land. Oh, love it. Yeah. It's good. It's real good. It's real good. Uh, I think that, it, well, it definitely gets played in limited. I saw that all weekend. Yep. And I think it'll be all over the, const- I, I think it'll be another good money constructed card. Mo- oh, good money rare in the set. Yeah. Ink Moth Nexus. Um, Manlands normally are. I mean, you know, somebody somewhere at some time discovered the, like, you know what? Lands that become into creatures are actually quite good. Yeah. And ever since then, (laughs) 
they have that like even a one one flyer is still really solid. Yeah. When it can't be wrathed away and it can also kill you in ten turns. Yeah, it's a it's a very, very solid card. I'm all for it. Okay, and that wraps up our uh We're not gonna review the lands? Which on side note <laughs> the land, I'll give it to him, the art when you put them side by side, form a picture. So, kudos to that. You know, that's not the first time they've done that. I know, it's the first time I've really bothered paying attention. Oh, man, I remember the Lorwyn lands that did that, and they were beautiful, man. But that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, well, tune in next week. Uh, For another exciting episode of Cardboard Crack. Yeah, which won't won't nearly be as long. This was a set review. We ran yep. long. Uh, I'm actually going to break this up into sections for, for Aaron so that anyone who li- – because I know when I listen to really long podcasts like the set reviews and stuff like that, like it, if you can't listen to it all in one chunk, then you've got to search through the file to get where you left off and – you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and separate rather than have the the breaks with music. I'm just gonna sep for the breaks are just gonna separate each part. Excellent. Because they're each like an hour long plus. That's so. True. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but next week we'll be talking about our uh, our both pre-release and release uh, stories, and uh, we'll also have some good segments. Uh, maybe uh, do a card of the week. Possibly. And uh, so we will see you all there. Have a good week and uh, tap it once for me. Tap it once for John Anderson. Cardboard Crack is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Do not listen to Cardboard Crack more than once a day. Over listening to Cardboard Crack can result in sudden vision loss. Allow 24 hours to pass between listens. Contact your doctor or seek emergency medical attention if your erection is painful or lasts longer than four hours. A prolonged erection can damage the penis. Cardboard Crack is committed to your continued penile health.